1: folks that's right it's the field of 68's best bets presented by bet rivers hosted by us the three-man weave Jim Root Kai McHugh, and Matt Cox I don't know if that's the correct sides you're just gonna have to deal with it uh, but we are back for another season to talk you through the NCAA basketball slate it is day one there are 126 line games today but before we get to that fellas before I even get to you the sponsor of the show is Bet Rivers, And if you are looking to place a little College Hoops parlay, has got an offer for you. Uh, place a four-leg parlay of $25 or more, and Bet Rivers will give you a free 20% profit boost for a week. That is going till at least January, so we might as well use it. Kai, Matt, I know we don't always uh, go for parlays, but if you get a profit boost, they might actually be plus EV, Matthew. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, I strongly endorse it. Take advantage of those gifts that the books will give you only. Usually only once when you first sign up, but Jim Kai, so good to be back with you guys for another fun season. This is having a nice little time for me throughout the day. I don't really talk to people, so it's good to see human faces. And, you know, we kind of can share our, you know, support when it's going rough and obviously, you know, beat our chest Kai, when it's going well. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm stoked for the season to be back, baby. I'm stoked for the show. I'm stoked to talk to you guys, see the chat. Let's go. I'm amped. Let's get it started.
1: Let's do it. Let's get into it. There is no... Holy F, this game is the featured one we've got to get into. There, there's no ranked battle today. But as ESPN's Jeff Borzella pointed out, this is the first time in the history of college basketball that every single top 25 team will play on the same day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. We're going to start with an unranked matchup, though. Memphis at mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, an in-state battle, battle for Tennessee. Memphis has a gauntlet of a non-conference slate, so not surprising to see them start with a big one here. Kyle, I'll go to you first. We've got two athletic teams. Memphis, that's kind of what they're most known for. Very old team. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about the point guard situation, Vandy? How do you see this one shaping up?
2: Yeah, a battle of NBA legends, by the way, Jim. Stackhouse, Hardaway, 90s, dialed up, Matthew. I know I had a Stackhouse and a Hardaway jersey growing up. That's right, teal pistol, right? penstripe Orlando magic. Of course I did. I'm a big NBA guy, you know? You yeah. know me. Uh, maybe a little bit surprising seeing the spread a little bit tighter than I think most might assume given Vandy lost Pippen, given it is Memphis. Vanderbilt's offense was terrible last season when he was out, when Pippen was out. Yeah. close to 300th in the country if he would have uh, been out the entire year. Now, of course, he played a lot of minutes, small sample size. But Matt, I think it's a concern. I think Manjohn taking over a point guard from UC Davis is concerning because he hasn't seen a whole lot of competition. This level of competition, that is. These athletes, it might overwhelm him. No for Memphis, though. Franklin, not eligible yet. They don't have him in the pocket. Uh, and Memphis is still, like Jim said, super experienced, not a lot of freshmen this season, uh, not at, on the radar as much this year.
0: Yeah, old grizzled vets. It's that version of Memphis that I like. Um, but the spread opened at minus one and a half, it's been up, been up to three. I was leaning the Tiggers, pretty short road trip over to Vandy. I know it's a decent home court because it's kind of that weird, funky gym, but not exactly a a, a tenuous travel Jim, my take here is just the stack versus Penny thing. I think both teams have underrated defenses. Um, Memphis, well-known for having good defense, but I think this year could be like elite elite, and he's already had elite defenses there in the years past, but I just think the positional length he has across the front line uh, and on the perimeter, I think Vandy has a major time scoring Uri Kai behind the uh, on the engine of their little mini maestro, Ezra remaining. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I like man, John as the nickname for him. That's I'm, I'm into man that. John. I, figured I,
2: I figured I said it wrong, Jim. What you no, smile? but I
1: like, I, I genuinely like man. But Matt, that's the direction I was going to go more towards an under lean here. I yeah. didn't, didn't bet this one, but I think both teams struggle to score Memphis <sighs> can't really shoot other than Kendrick Davis, like up and down the roster. There's really mm-hmm. bleak perimeter shooting and Liam Robbins is like a phenomenal rim protecting big. So if you have to score at the basket and he's healthy and out there and able to stay out of foul trouble, then I think uh, both teams could really struggle to score here. I don't know if this is like elite, elite Memphis defense, like top five, just because uh, they do have a small point guard in Kendrick Davis and they don't have like the rim protector, the the Durin, the Musa Cissé, like unless KO, the big alien becomes that. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I, I would lean towards the under. I didn't bet it. That's that's pretty much where I land. Kai, any any bets for you or you? should we move
2: on? No bets here, Jim. I'm actually leaning towards Vandy at home. Uh, the coaching mismatch, Intrigues me. Uh, Stackhouse voted best X's and O coach in the Almanac. That's right. By other SEC coaches, Hardaway, we all have questions about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. We'll see. Uh, let's move on though. This is, this one's definitely getting some interest. It has got some interest in the betting markets. If you follow in the number George Mason at Auburn, we know that the Patriots mm-hmm. went to Maryland and started the, the beginning of the end for Mark Tursion last year, Bruce Pearl, nowhere near that kind of trouble. I have a lot of thoughts on this game, so I'll, I'll wait till it comes back to me. Matt, I'll kick it to you first. What are you looking at here?
0: Uh, well, Sorry, what game? I was looking at another game, Jim. George Mason. I'm off to Auburn. a slug. Oh, yeah, Mason Moneyline. I'm so excited. I forgot when that was. Um, <laughs> I think Lines. the fighting, Maddie Moneyline's returns with his debut with your favorite former Missouri alumnus, Kim English. The boys going into the jungle down there in Auburn. Got to get it done. Now, this line is short, Kai. I know you're on my side here with Mason, but it does feel a little bit short. Especially against home Auburn, which is always very scary. Plenty of injury question marks mm-hmm. for the Tigers. I think they come out sluggish, but does the talent still overwhelm uh, Mason? A Mason team that has a pretty thin backcourt. I think, if we're being kind, this, the the strength mm-hmm. for this Mason team is up front. So, can Joshua Drew punish Auburn up front without Jonah Broom? And can Mason's guards sort of go into that hostile environment and not completely, you know, lose their minds? I guess.
2: Yeah, I think the lines come down a little bit too far. I'm seeing it under ten at some places. Maybe a little bit too far for me. Uh, can Mason be giant killers again this year? It'll be tough in this game. Now, their top four is excellent. Oduro, Bailey, Gaines, Cooper. That's a legit power level foursome right there. But like you said, Matt, point guard is a huge question. It's the biggest question on George Mason's team and Jim against Auburn's quick guards. That's a big problem. I would also probably monitor Jani Broom's status in this game because if he's in, that negates Josh Oduro pretty nicely, even though the big man can shoot, uh, step out and shoot the three. I think the starters can go toe to toe with Auburn Jim. I am a little bit hesitant on their depth. Again, it's fallen a bit too far for me to give a play on Mason.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about nine and a half taking Auburn here. I, I just last year, I know it's a different Auburn team. It's a different Mason team, but Auburn laid 12 and a half at home to Murray, 21 and a half to Georgia, 10 to Oklahoma, 12 to AM, 14 to Vandy, 15 and a half to Ole Miss, 15 to South Carolina. It's mm. only nine and a half to George Mason. I, I don't I don't love that. Mm. Bruce Pearl's a home favorite Kai. Can kind I of interest you in a stat? I bet he's pretty good. 44 and, 23, uh, 44 and 24 over the last five years, plus wow. three cover margin. This is an awesome home team. As mm-hmm. frustrating as Wendell Green and uh, and Katie Johnson can be, I think when they have the hype home crowd on their side, they can kind of go on some runs. And again, like you said, Kai, this is a George Mason team with point guard questions. I don't mm-hmm. want to go into the jungle with point guard questions with the way they can pressure and fly around with athletes. Sounds like Broom's going to play, so I'm leaning towards the Tigers there. I haven't done it yet, but if I get nine and a half after the show, I may end up adding it.
0: Mason Moneyline, Jim's wrong. Next game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next game. We're going to Philly 5, baby. Philly 5. We've got LaSalle and Villanova, two coaches new to the sideline, new to the head chair, at least at their respective schools. Uh, Fran Dunphy has been a part of many Philly 5 games in the past. This
2: is Kyle Neptune's
1: first in charge. Kai, which one has the edge here In, in a spread
2: of about 15? Yeah, this one's weird, Jim. Friend Dunphy, uh coming back on the sidelines after a couple-year hiatus. He's great, but is he sharp right now, Matt? Is he... Is he got it all together out there. He, yes, he's, he's fine. He's, he's not seven, like seven, on his seven,
0: deathbed. We've to stop these whole narratives like Fad Mata. Is he too old to coach? Yes, Fran Duffy is fine. He's like 53. He's in his 50s. Pe- <laughs> people were questioning Fad Mata's age and ability to still coach. People were saying that about Dunphy. Dunphy will be fine. He can still hold a clipboard. He knows how to direct. Dunphy is He'll be Mata, one
2: year older than Mata's Mata. mid 50s. Dunphy's like 73. But people thought Mata was really old. I'll give you that one. Uh, I think, you. look, Nova's pretty yeah, banged ages. up. We know there's no Justin Moore. likely no Cam Whitmore. He's probably out as well. But LaSalle is too big of a mystery for me, Matthew. I don't know if Dunphy really knows what he has yet with this lineup. He adds some physicality and scrappiness with the drama's coming over from St. Mary's, but I think Eric Dixon is going to be just fine. Um, you, you know, it's, and it's also a veteran guard group for LaSalle. Again, I don't think he has it all figured out quite yet for LaSalle, but I don't really trust Villanova with these guys banged up and with yeah. Neptune in, in his first game with the clipboard.
0: Yeah, I don't, the spread number feels about right to me. Um, sitting at fifteen, pretty much across the board. The the un- the totals come down. I was like thinking under is where you want to be on this this game. Just Fran mm-hmm. Dumphy. Ultra conservative, protect the ball, execution. These are all things that he's going to endure. And you're right, Kai. He brings in the drama. Twins. It has a feel of a team that's going to make its pay on the defensive end. While there's some offensive turbulence and Villanova, we've seen them come out of the gate struggle early to score offensively. Now you couple in the new regime, the injuries to the offense. This could get ugly, ugly. So I think under is a great bet here at one thirty-seven, one thirty-eight.
1: Yeah, that's that. Under is also again where where I kind of think has the best appeal. Uh, the the system change offensively for LaSalle is like night and day, kind of a up Ooh. and down.
2: You uh, see that movie, Jim?
1: Night and day, the one with with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Always, man. I've seen every cruiser. Come on. I I love a cruiser.
0: (laughs) I'm a cruiser as well. Scientology stinks, but I I like Tom Cruise.
1: (laughs) Wow. Hot take from Matthew. (laughs) Anti-Scientology. But yeah, the system change, I think is going to be tough because the LaSalle guys aren't familiar with it. Villanova can switch everything. So all the half court motion stuff, they're just going to like, all right, fine. You set a down screen. I'm not going to move. I I think they're going to struggle to score. Villanova missing perhaps their two best offensive weapons in Whitmore and Moore. Cale Daniels is playing with a mask on. That could be his first game. You know, maybe there's an adjustment period for that. Mm. So I'm leaning towards the under. I don't think either team's going to try to run at all. So leaning towards it, did not bet it, though. I'm being very cautious with totals because I got my booty kicked on day one last year on totals. So I'm really only going for the the super standout ones. But that's a lean. That's a lean there on that one. All right. Next up, we're we're trying to cover some of the, the most notable teams because that's right. They're on a ton of notable games, but we've got the North Carolina Tar Heels reigning national runner up ender of Matthew's coach K era. Mm. Just just had to get that dig in there. Had to get that dig in there. We'll talk. We'll talk blue devils on the other side of the chat mob break, but hosting UNC Wilmington. I always like to start with the in-state battle here, Matt. This feels like a track meet. Both teams like to run, but I mean, if Armando Baycott wants to get 30 and 20, he probably can. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I talked to my buddy behind the scenes, who's a prop guru. Uh, Baycott rebounds over. I think he grabs like twenty in this game. Wellington doesn't really have a legit front court. They are known for playing fast under Siddle, who is a former Kevin Keats assistant now they did kind of slow the tempo last season which was sort of the impetus of their magical run if you didn't follow Wilmington last year they are like the darling that won every game in the final five minutes well they got down by um,
1: 10 in every game right, right.
0: they love kind of like playing the old rope-a-dope and then we're going to come back at the second half um yeah. I don't think you can do that against UNC I know I've had some UNC question marks but that's like nitpicking at like the elite level it's men versus boys I think in this game just from a talent perspective Kai would lean UNC 23 feels a little bit light to me
2: yeah, Wilmington, Miracle Team last year. It uh, seemed like they won and covered every game. They were number three in luck in Ken Palm's metric last season, if you're a believer in the regression there. I kind of am. You know, UNC obviously has a lot of massive hype, Jim, this season. I tend to think their spreads are going to be inflated all season. So, you know, fading them, not necessarily a bad idea when the spread is big. But I think Wilmington, with losing Sims and Okaru, too much to replace for me. I would not yeah. feel comfortable betting Wilmington in this game. I, I do lean towards UNC. So much of their offense was Sims and ball screens, and he just bends the
1: defense, gets other guys driving off closeouts, and North Carolina seemed to tighten their defense at the end of last year. I could (laughs) see there being defensive letdown, where it's like, all right, we we cranked it for the postseason. We don't have to bring that intensity as a 23-point favorite here. But it's tough to get tempted by the dog and what I think is going to be a track meet, and a team is completely outclassed at the rim. That Mm -hmm. that just doesn't really excite me for, for Wilmington. So I would lean towards Carolina as well. Uh, Scott Schaefer just mentioned the UNC team total over I can I could probably get on board with yeah, that
0: especially if that Matador UNC non-conference defense shows up again this year uh that's probably a pretty good pretty good hedge
1: yep yep so that that's that's kind of where we're seeing at fast which plays well a little a little better for for the favorite all right I know the questions have been flying in Mr Czar Matthew what do you got for us here in the first Chatma break of the 22 23 season?
0: Uh, no, I think Kai actually is the official czar of this first round episode here. So,
1: no, it's not. Matt, you I, took that job right before <laughs> the show started. Kai was taking the second half of Baylor, <sighs> Mississippi Valley State. Matt, you dropped the ball. All right, we will fly. Hi, I thought you were on to to that. That's questions.
0: fine. We'll fly through him. Uh, no, I can, I can take it down. That's my fault, Mr. Riki. I'm a little <laughs> nervous here, guys. A lot of these questions coming in. I disagree with like all the opinions of the mobsters. By the way, like I really don't Uh-oh. feel good about this. So let's just hit on the first uh-huh. one. First um, one. Taylor Burkfield, NKU minus one. Kai, they're playing Kent State. My golden flashes. Yeah. I like the flashes. I do.
2: Yeah. Great game, by the way. This one almost made the rundown, but then I knew our our overlords would hate mid-majors on the rundown. Ooh, Doster, what are you going to do? Rob and Jeff hate (laughs) (laughs) mid-majors. I lean towards Kent State in this one too, Matt. I, I think NKU is the favorite in the horizon, but I think the Mac is a bit of a different class.
0: Jim, Brandon Bailey, West Virginia, Mount St. Mary's. I know you're kind of selling this Mountaineer team. A lot of question marks Which one? kind of all over the roster. Which yeah, Mountaineer good team? question. Great, great counter. Um, The, the big Mountaineers, the, the giant Mountaineers, not yeah. the many Mountaineers.
1: I'm selling West Vod as a big favorite, but I do think Mount St. Mary's might play a little faster this year. I think that's kind of what Englestad's always wanted to do. It's what he did at, I think Southern Vermont before he got to Mount St. Mary's, but he just had a huge roster and it made sense to play slow and defensive. So a little faster that hurts them as an underdog, and I think Josh Reeves is out, one of their top three guards. That's not great. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit of an over lean, uh, and then lean towards a dog. But I-, I didn't end up taking this because of the the questions I have about Mount's scheme this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Did both teams in transition. I kind of want to wait and see. Um, Kai West Coast Jordan B asking about Eastern Washington at Santa Clara. Ooh. Heavy money coming in on the Eagles uh, making the short trip, shortish trip to uh, Northern California there. Santa Clara an ATS Darling last year when they were healthy. Can they revamp last year's mojo, even though they lost like all their best players?
2: I was pretty close to pulling the trigger on Ewash. Uh, they bring back basically everyone from last year. I think they're extremely well coached. David Riley acquitted himself nicely last season after Legans went to Portland. Uh, they can shoot. We know that. And I like dogs that can shoot. I've always also kind of been a bit lower on Santa Clara, mostly in the non-conference. They tend to be a little bit overrated, in my opinion and Ken Palm's uh, initial ratings. However, they were very good last year. I agree. I lean towards uh, the Eagles.
1: Yeah, San Antonio yeah.
2: caught lightning in a bottle last year. They had a lottery pick yeah. on their team. They
1: That's yep, it.
0: legit lottery pick. <laughs> that <laughs> helps. Although Herb Sendak knows how to coach, so I'm not going to disrespect what he can do with the clipboard. Jim, staying out west, going to you, Washington, hosting Weber State, another big sky inquiry. It's been bet up. People wanting to vet Mike Hopkins as a large-ish favorite. How did that go last year in the opening game against N- NIU? Uh, yeah, as was, a loser on that side, I will tell you, but I guess I, this is a little different beast with Weaver, Jim.
1: Yeah, and this this Washington team should be back to full-time zone. Like They have the the guys to play 2-3 and be really disruptive, long, extend it the way Bayheim has to. So I think they should be a little more stout defensively weber has got the coaching change to deal with. They have some talented guards coming, but I don't see a lot of shooting. I think there are a lot of slashers on that roster. So I would probably lean towards the favorite, but I I, I had nothing on this game. I thought the number was about right.
0: Kyle, how about Chicago's hometown Ooh, independent boy. team? Kooks going, going to the Big Ten team of Chicago Northwestern. The spreads at 25. Yeah, I think Chicago State is oddly talented this year. I like the Cougars. Hop on the red.
2: Five. Hop on the red line, you know, for the team. Team team trip up the red line.
0: Yeah, what stop is that? I don't want you to have to get to Chicago up, State up but... north. Oh gosh, I, I
2: don't even know if you can take that. Oh the red Evanston. Line oh end, yeah, sorry so Evanston. And Evanston. <laughs> my
0: fault. My fault. Uh, Changes to
2: the purple. The purple line. You, you know, Matt, you. I don't think Northwestern is that bad this year, despite uh, I kind of most agree. prognosticators. But Chicago State, man, with Gerald uh, Gillian in charge he really showed something last season by making them not total dumpster fire. They were over 500 against the spread. It's not your, your father's Chicago state, Matthew, where you could just fade them and forget (laughs) it. Uh, I kind of lean towards them at plus 25 ish.
0: Jim, I know you were discussing this game uh, behind the scenes, Oral Roberts, uh, St. Mary's who they plan. A lot of money coming in on Oral Roberts who bring everybody back. uh, Go into face the Gales. He wants to know uh, Thomas Titley. Oral Roberts, money line thoughts.
1: Uh, I mean, you c- that I guess you could buy into that with the amount of three point shooting they have, uh, but they don't bring everybody back because Elijah Lufile, their big man, just had to go pro in was it uh, was it in October, late October, uh, late it October? Was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's a big adjustment for them. I think St. Mary's can throw Logan Johnson, maybe the best on ball defender on the entire mm. West Coast, at Max Asmus. I got in when it was minus eight and a half. That there's been a little tug of war around nine on this game and kind a of back and forth. Um, so. I would prefer St. Mary's, but only if it gets back below nine.
0: Hi, last one. New Mexico, Ramon Reyes. Ooh. He's me all over the Lobos this year. I am not as loco for these years, Lobos Kai. I was last season. I think the market sniffed out their value. They've been bet up from minus six to minus seven and a half, minus eight hosting Southern Utah. Another team with a de- decent amount of talent. Another know yeah. the home court's good down there in the pit, but I think that a little too rich for my blood. I think you're right about
2: sniffing out the upside for New Mexico. I think everyone had them on their list of teams that are going to really improve this season because they do have an awesome team can definitely compete for a top four finish in the mountain West. However, Southern Utah's pretty talented. Tavion Jones is no joke. He played injured last year. Probably would have been among the candidates player of the year last season. He will be this season in the whack. He's legit. They also have a, a, uh, some other experienced players coming back. Mason fouls that for one. So I actually lean towards Southern Utah at this price map. I'm not playing either way, but it's gotten a little bit too high for me. Shootout.
0: Shoot out. Shoot yeah, out. I think so, too. Uh, Jim stands at two. Let's keep going
1: back to the outline. All right, let's do it. We'll hop back in North Dakota State at Arkansas. The must bus. Can it get out of neutral to start? We know that they were smashed in an exhibition scrimmage at Texas, lost mm-hmm. by 30 points. But that one just kind of sounded like the wheels fell off the bus early and they, they waved a little bit of a white flag against a more experienced team, not taking too much from it. Kai, big home favorite Arkansas against a yeah. team with lacking guards. What do we think here?
2: Yeah, North Dakota State's well coached, but they're not above getting blown out by power squads. Last year, lost to Zona by 42, lost to Creighton by 35. But Matt, they did hang with Kansas and Creighton back in 2021. It is a well coached team, like I said. They are a defensive minded team, can muck things up, but the strength of their team is in the front court this year. Nelson and Morgan are the best players. It's hard to see them having a lot of success against Arkansas's length, athleticism, and like Jim hinted at, that backcourt is extremely troubling against Arkansas. Yoder, the starting point guard, he's solid, but he's six feet tall, and he's a D3 transfer. White is a JUCO transfer, the presumed starting two guard. I lean towards Arkansas here while, while, while North Dakota State gets up to speed.
0: I like the over. Uh, I think if you like Arkansas, the over probably correlates pretty well with that. Just North Dakota State should play a little more loose and exhibition-y in this game, which feels like sort of, a hey, let's just kind of see what we have in the backcourt. You know, we're going to usher in our stud front court, but we have no idea what we have with our guards. Arkansas should feast on that. I know they had troubles in the offseason, but I think they will with pressure. Must, bus, gym, fourth gear, full gear, uh, and points both ways. Slightly in Arkansas, bigger lane over
1: to call back a term from the weave, the fork. I think this will be a fork where Arkansas wears down the bad back or inexperienced backcourt of North Dakota state makes a bigger run late in the game. Uh, Dave Richmond, North Dakota state's coach two and eight against the spread as an underdog of 10 plus over the last five years, not a great big dog. As Kai mentioned, a couple of the scores from last year. So I, yeah, definitely lean towards Arkansas, even if it stays close for a while, Uh, I think the Razorbacks will extend. All right, let's move on to UTEP at Texas. Battle in the Lone Star State. Two coaches who are best friends, Matthew. Many beers will be had after this Mm -hmm. game. Chris Beard, Joe Golding, two best buddies. They're going to know each other's styles back and forth. But I'm not sure either coach knows the UTEP roster because it is brand new, almost entirely. There are three returning scholarship players, a lot of transfer guards, a lot of JUCO on this team. Both teams are going to try to feature a lot of ball pressure defensively. That probably favors Texas. What do, you, what do you think? This number got bet up a little bit towards the Longhorns.
0: I love Texas, but I love UTEP too. I, I wonder if there's like a Duke playing army thing where Beard's not going to completely blow the doors off his, his buddy, Golding. I'm not sure they necessarily can. I mean, UTEP's kind of a feisty dog. I think Golding has the recipe to keep this close. But if it gets like 20, 25, last eight minutes, Kai, do you think it's sort of a call the dogs off? All that has to say, I'm leaning UTEP. I'm leaning UTEP.
2: I don't know Beard and Golding. They seem like they probably have like a ribbing type of friendship where he's going to try to some be your once him like 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 him a little a 50 bit. Bomb. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, they'll laugh about it later on. But yeah, I, I don't know if uh, UTEP's switching thing, pressure thing, is going to work against Texas's guards. Because say what you will uh, about Carr and Hunter shooting, they can handle the ball. They're very poised. Uh, they're experienced. They're legit guards. And and uh, UTEP has a brand new roster. Like Jim said, Golding needs some time to figure this out. I, I lean towards Texas here, Jim, even though it does feel a touch high. I think the Longhorns defense is going to be suffocating this season.
1: Yeah. And you need to be able to score at the rim against them because I don't think they have like a great rim protector unless Disu is like really, really good to go. And maybe yep. he is fully healthy, but he's not like, again, like the kind of rim, like Tariq Owens when Beard had him at Texas Tech. Like that's a true rim protector. You would also probably want to be able to shoot a little bit over the top of. Uh, beer when he packs it in with some of that no middle stuff. I don't know if UTEP has that. I just think it's a little too high for what I think should be a pretty slow game. I don't think either team's going to push the tempo very much. So leaning towards UTEP there, tempted to take it. I won't you know, make it an official show bet or anything, but I, I may bet it off show just because I think, I think UTEP's a lot more competent than the turnover on their roster might indicate. Matthew, we're going to close with two, games that you're are very near near and dear to your heart that's right first the hoosiers then the Dukies. start with moorhead state headed to iu the big 10 favorites hosting the reigning champions of well not champions i guess murray state was a champion of the ovc but moorhead maybe the preseason favorite here with uh, mm-hmm. belmont and murray gone what do you think of the spread too big or is iu gonna hit the gas pedal here
0: I think it's a gas pedal for sure, but the number has been bet up pretty substantially now. It's up to 24 and a half, 25, maybe a shop or two, opened at 21. Uh, I think Indiana will play well as a largest favorite this year, which is something I've not said in prior seasons. I don't know what the data says on that, um, but they play loosey-goosey at times last year when they the, the lead extended. The real bet here, I think, is over. Um, I know Spradlin... It's going to have more of a helter skelter type of approach this year without Broom up front. Um, I think there's points galore in this game. I think IU gets up early and then both teams kind of treat it as like a, you know, second half of like a rec game.
2: Yeah, I think it's a tough matchup for Moorhead. Uh, first of all, bad news that Lathan's out. They're expected point guard. That's a huge blow for them. Also, great defender. Life, very good defender. Yeah, and life without Broom is tough, but it's especially tough when you're facing one of the best front courts in the country with Race Thompson and TJD. Spradlin's a really good coach, um, but he's going to be relying on his backcourt to disrupt Indiana, and I'm just not sure he can do that, Jim. I think Indiana's a bit overrated, and it's not a bad bet on a coach that I like in Spradlin, but if he wants to run, like Matt suggests, it kind of plays in Indiana's hands.
1: Yeah, you want to make Indiana score over the top in the half court, and if they're not going to have to do that, then that's a problem. They don't have broom to protect the rim anymore. Uh, Also, this probably wears out, and the advantage doesn't matter after, like, a game or two, but Morehead State returns like half of a starter, maybe one. Indiana returns four. They're a lot more figured yeah. out as to what they are, um, even if they are integrating Shafino and Renault into the lineup. I think Indiana is going to be more of a, a finished product at this stage, and Morehead's going to be kind of figuring things out. So, if I'm betting purely on number, it would be Morehead. But I think there's some matchup stuff that that scares me a little bit. All right, Kai. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Matt first again, just because it is the Dukies here on the last hey, one. Hey, fair enough, Jim. Do it. We got Jacksonville headed to Duke. Jacksonville, one of the mm-hmm. best interviews I think we did for the Almanac in the off season, where Jordan Mincy told Kai like openly, we want to play ugly. We want to be a Big Ten team, like every other coach says. Speed the tempo up. That is not Jacksonville's game. They're gonna play physical with a young Duke team that will not have Derek Whitehead, may mm-hmm. or may not have a banged up Derek Lively. What do you think, Matt? Is this is this too tricky of a first matchup for John Shire?
0: Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, I don't think we're like in any Dukes in any risk of losing this game. Um, but the Houston light model will play very well against a young and inexperienced team, especially one that could be playing a lot more small ball up front with the injuries to uh, well to lively, notably. However, I think dude looked very good in their exhibition. Um We had some inside intel that Jacksonville competed with Florida for a few minutes. So that's, I guess, interesting to know, but just in general, we like Mincy Kai. We think he's a great coach. I think this is a tough game for Duke to really, you know, go full, full bore, run run them off the gym, you know, type thing. So I'd stay away.
2: Uh, I think it's a massively hard first opponent for Duke here. Jacksonville's experienced, tough, gritty, and the young blue devils are banged up and they're going to be really banged up after this game. They're going to be bruised. After they play Jacksonville, that's what Mincy does. He wants to play like a Big Ten team. That's what he told me in the Almanac this offseason. They like playing slow. They like playing nitty gritty. The question is, Jim, can the Dolphins score enough to win? Maybe not, but I think they're going to keep the possession count low enough and frustrate Duke enough to probably stay within that 15 points. I, I would lean their way. If it's a tooth and nail type of game, maybe Duke pulls it out late. Yeah, I mean, to your point of wanting to play
1: like a Big Ten team, they have mm-hmm. Omar Payne, formerly of Illinois, okay. up front. They're big up front. Yep. He and Osifo, two different guys that started their careers at Florida or, or their mm-hmm. D1 careers. Uh, Omar Payne, known for throwing elbows. Uh, so watch out Derek Lively and Kyle Filipowski. Yeah. Careful of that. Um, but there's also some pop scoring pop in the backcourt. Kevion Nolan can fill it up if he Stud. gets going. Uh, their points per game are so deceiving because they play slow, because of their style. Uh, this coach K was always one of the best, like big favorite cover guys, unless he was playing army or in the last yeah. year, I think they played or last year, or two years ago, they played Campbell who slowed him down, mm-hmm. has that intricate offense. They they almost mm-hmm. drain the clock offensively. And I feel like Jacksonville can do that. So I, I took Jacksonville, uh, I believe it's 17 plus 17. I don't know where it's at now. Good number around 15, 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Okay. So I, I think they keep it competitive for almost the entire way. And, maybe don't scare Duke, but they, they're like, all right, we, you know, we're not invincible. That kind of right. thing.
0: Yeah. They don't ever fold. I don't think in this game. I agree.
1: All right. I know there are more chat questions. Hopefully we've There's got too the many... situation figured out.
0: All we right, got Matt. it. We got so, it. Sort the, through uh, as best you can. Rapid fire ish. I'm going to you first uh, mm-hmm. West ish coast matchup, Nevada, hosting Ooh. the artists formerly known as Dixie state, now known as Dix or Utah tech, the okay. trailblazers. Blazers. I think it's a short number. Uh, Nevada's only laying 11. Again, another one where I'm against the chat mobster. Mr. Savage believes that the Dixies have some value. I think Nevada blows them out, even though they're injured.
2: Yeah, the injury is what kind of kept me away. I, I was leaning towards Nevada as well, Matt. I kind of like that Sherfield's no longer on that team. Uh, I think their chemistry might be a little bit better. But Utah Tech, despite bringing a lot of people back from last year, Matt, they do lose Schofield, their best player, first-team all-whack guy. Uh, Judkins is a great coach but I do think this one feels a tad bit short to me. Audition by Surf Traction. Surf Traction. Good, Jim. Very good. First, I hope that
0: works out in my favor. Uh, Jim, Uncle Jay Poker. Can you give me your thoughts on Brown, Vermont? I don't have a ton of take on the Ivy, to be honest. So fill me in. Quite
1: honestly, I can't take until I know if Dylan Penn is playing. He's like actual game time decision coming off an injury. It was supposed to be out four to six weeks. I think we're right about four weeks. Uh, supposed to be Vermont's best player coming over from Bellerman. Real unconventional, like guard that posts up. Um, so I would maybe lean towards the over. I think the number has been bed up a little bit, but you got to know Penn's status side or total. I think he he's very very important. So check the lineup on that one.
0: Jim, going right back to you. A pair of Undertaker inquiries: Arizona State, Tarleton State from Teddy Spencer, and IEPUI Iowa State from Ryan. I actually like the over in the latter. Um, any thoughts on either of those two undas are Undertaker?
1: I kind of like the under in both. Um, I, I think Tarleton, like, if you go through the possession counts when they play high major teams, they just suck the life out of the game and, and they try to force like a turnover. And so they could have back to back possessions that are 30 seconds long and you don't get a shot up because of turnovers. That's a minute where you don't even have a chance to score. So I, I would lean towards the under for Tarleton. And then, yeah, Iowa State games are you're going to have to really work to convince me to bet an over on an Iowa State game this year. Even if IUPUI is going to run a little more than last season and has a little more depth, I, I, Iowa State's so tilted, Kyle. Lopsided lovely. They're they tilted towards the defensive end. Love it. Oh.
0: Would you would you believe if I told you IUPUI put up, what was it, 90 or 100 in their exhibition game? Like We didn't think that was even possible, no matter who who they were playing, but that is, uh helps when you have more than 5.5 players. Yep. Um, Kai, how about Andrew Carr? Asked about Penn versus Iona. Another Andrew injury Carr. question. Wake I...
2: Forest transfer, Andrew Carr. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, we've thank ma- you. We've made pretty that trip before.
2: Pretty. I wonder if it really is him.
0: It's it's funnier this time. Kai, thoughts on that game? Tr- sounds like Jordan Dingle, the stud pro yeah. prospect for Penn, is going to probably play after getting hurt. There's a, The money was moving back and forth based on his yeah, situation.
2: I guess why you see it come back down to 6.5, I think, is where it is right now. Uh, I think it got up to eight eight 8.5. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat mob. But I don't feel good about either side here. If Dingle was out, I would definitely lean towards Iona. But, man, I don't want to fade Penn regardless because these ivy teams are tough in the non-con i jim i need the stats on this but i would wager the ivs are above 500 and, and maybe even uh significantly so in the non-conference yeah they're just tough
0: to prepare for prepare yes. for
1: and i can confirm kai it did get to eight and a half because i have eight it and did
0: half. it did get an so, eight and a half so jim go did Quakers. Take. yep <laughs> go Quakers. Jim, you are the founder of Toledo Faders Anonymous, an organization that's geared to helping all those who can't resist themselves betting against Toledo as they continue to outpace their expectations. This new year, some new players, but a lot of the same back for the Rockets. They're laying almost two touchdowns, 13 at home against Valpo, who, in my opinion, is not a terrible basketball team. Um, I'm not Fading Toledo this year. I'm fully enlisted in your program. I'm going to follow the course. It's Where are really you in this game?
1: game? Yeah. yeah, Valpo's not terrible, yeah. but Toledo is like a terrific big favorite. They spread the court out. They invert it with two. Their two best shooters are their two front court players. They're the best ATS team in the country over the last two years. So it wasn't like a one year wonder. Just combined, they they were awesome. So I, I'm staying away from it too, unless it like really really inflates. I will, just like Iowa State overs. You're going to have to find a, a really special situation for me to fade Toledo.
0: Mm-hmm. How it's good to our hometown, the Billikins hosting yes. Murray State. Another team in a pretty seismic makeover from last year's awesome NCAA tournament run. The Billies are healthy, poised to make a run in an A ten title. Another one where I feel like it's a kind of a big number though. Murray State still got some talent and Steve Prom's at the helm. I don't think he should be catching as many as 13. Should he? My uh my slew buddy thinks slew covers pretty easily in this game. If you believe wow, in him, really he's okay. usually
2: pretty right on the slew games, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, but it does feel like a big number and yes, Murray state lost everybody from last year, except DJ burns, but Steve Prohm, he was Matt McMahon before Matt McMahon at, at Murray state. He took this team to a tournament 60, I believe even took them, uh, past the first round, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, that's too many points for me to to, uh, take, or excuse me, lay with St. Louis, Matt. I also don't really want to fade St. Louis. They could be legit, legit this season. Yeah, they it's can a hard stay away.
0: Jim going to Utah, Utah state, Utah Valley. Don't really have an opinion so, on this game. Sorry. If you don't either, you can deflect and we can move on.
1: I was hoping you'd go to Utah because I think they're going to blow out Long Island. LIU, Yeah, uh, I but, do too. Now that's yeah. the list, guys. <laughs> I, had, I had a slight lean of the over on the Utah Valley-Utah State game. I think both teams struggle to defend what the other one likes to do, uh, but we we'll gonna have to figure out Utah Valley a little bit without Fardos. He was such a centerpiece for that team that they're going to be a whole different style, so I'm staying away.
0: Hi, I got a two-pack for you from our guy, Ryan A. Belmont, Ohio, Mm and or UC, Riverside, Colorado. Um, I think both of us liked one side in both of these games, but they've been bet accordingly. Current number for Ohio, Belmont is sitting at uh,
2: six
0: six and a half. Belmont lands six and a half at home. I'm sorry, yeah, to Ohio.
2: Moving towards Belmont, actually.
0: Okay, so some money coming back up. Well, hey, if you're a Bobcat believer like I am, I think now's the time to hop on the Bobcats.
2: I like the Bobcats as well. Um, love Belmont, but this is not your typical Belmont team. This is probably the least minutes they've been they've had coming back in quite some time, especially under Casey Alexander the last couple of years. So team in flux a little bit. Ohio, of course, loses big pieces too, but too big of a spread. Jeff Bowles, great coach. Lean Ohio, also lean UC Riverside. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty in on this team this season. Big Mag, uh, Magpao believer. And Colorado despite being pies, home, baby. Mikey pies. Despite being at home, despite having Matt's favorite player, Tristan Da Silva, uh Colorado just okay this season, in my opinion. There's the crew our pack there. twelve I like the twelve for
1: Riverside plus twelve. There's a twelve the, out there. They're... Hey. Not
2: bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, the, the Riverside Boys are going to get this. It's going to be close. I, I don't get why our Pac-12 preview squad, which is a really solid squad by the way, shout out to Jeff Goodman, Doug Gottlieb, and, and uh, the rest of the crew, but disagree hard on Colorado being like feisty and good, and disagree hard on Utah sucking. I think you can just invert those narratives this year. Um, we'll get to oh, that more later. Feisty than that. And
1: good. Respectfully both feisty disagree, and good, but Colorado's a big favorite. Receivers. I don't love that. I don't
0: love. Yeah, Boyle Ball is a favorite. Nope. Sign off. Um, Bailey going nuts over South Dakota State. They're headed to Akron. One of the darlings in the MAC last year, South Dakota State should have won. Should be Providence. That's a whole other discussion. Kai, Akron laying four Jack Bunnies. How good are they this year without a lot of their key pieces? Is it still four? Man, it's four. Got that? Got that bad up, back up. I like a little tug of war in the market. That's good. Market. That's
2: good. That pushing back. I like the Jack Bunnies in this game. Uh, Key point for Akron here. They're not as athletic and as switchable as last season. Dawson's out for the year. Ali Ali is on Butler right now. That's two of their main big switchable perimeter defenders. Guards and centers now. Guards and centers in South Dakota State. They shoot. Led the country in three-point percentage. Pretty much all those guys are back. They lost Douglas Wilson, but man, they have an awesome front court up front with Morris, Dentlinger, and Apple. That is a tough threesome, even with Enrique Freeman up front for Akron. If he gets in foul trouble, South Dakota State, I think, can win outright.
0: A uh, couple more here. Actually, there's a lot more. Excuse me. Um, we'll go more rapid. Let's fire. go. Let's Just go West like Coast, this. Jim. Cal Baptist. They're hosting Long Beach State. There's a key injury question mark in this one. Um, yeah, if Joel
1: Murray plays. I like Beach, but he's debatable if he's going to be out there. He was not. He didn't play in their most recent exhibition. He's by far their best player without Slater there anymore. You got to make sure he's in. But I, I still think they are athletic enough to defend the Cal Baptist Taron Armstrong pick and roll offense. The uh, Abubakar Traore is like maybe the best defensive player in the, the Big West. So I, I would lean towards Beach, just make sure that, that Joel Murray is playing there.
0: Uh, Kai, any thoughts on UAB laying 26 now? It's been bet up pretty heavily. They're playing Alabama State, who's on now under new uh, stewardship That's this too year. High, right? I think it's pretty high. I like Tony Madlock as a coach, but I'm UAB not, is a pretty terrifying UAB. favorite. Yeah, UAB no could things. be really good this year.
2: I skipped over this game when I was looking through yeah. it.
0: Nothing's... UAB feels a lot like this year's Murray to me. Um, other games. Uh, one more. Oh, remote asking, are Temples under back in this year? Temple does defend that as their calling card, they are currently slated to play Wagner. It's been bet down over six points. Did I miss that? The so there's a big Temple Wagner under lean, I guess I must have missed out on. So, yeah, any thoughts on this game, guys? Temple oh, Wagner.
1: That's surprising. Caleb Battle's gonna play, and he's like their best offensive player, best
0: so shooter scorer. Yeah, okay, so over it is. Boom, we heard it here first. Uh, that's it, Jim. That's all I got. One more comes actually at the buzzer. Here we go. Kai, UC San Diego, Seattle, heavy West Coast presence on the chat mob today. I like the Tritons this year, and a sort of a transition uh, year for Seattle ish.
2: Yeah, it wasn't someone out for Seattle. Gosh, it's it all runs together, Matthew. Uh, they I have agree. a lot of questions to answer at point guard. Um, I don't think it's very stable right now. I don't really like UC San Diego either. They lost Tony Rochak. He was he basically led the country in usage last season. It's a hard stay away for me, Matt. Yeah, I, lean, I, I like lean the
0: Tritons.
1: tri-tons. I like the Tritons oh, boy, as well.
0: Yeah. Jerome Brooks from Washington is going to be a nice hole player this year. That's all I got, Jim. Back to you.
1: All right. Well, we got to go to best bets. Now we got to make sure we cover those oh, yeah, back to we, us. Smash the like, smash here. the like, do it. Smash the like button. Subscribe. I believe we have the chat set to subscribers only. So you're not going to be able to hurl Uh-oh. questions at us unless you are subscribed. So get nice. on that channel make sure you're there. Uh, and we will be fielding your questions. All right. I'll start best bets in order. Jimbo is going with UT Rio Grande Valley. The vaqueros. on the road at Kansas state. Let me get the updated line here. Uh, I think, I saw 19 pre-show. My screen is loading right now. 18. I'll take the Vaqueros plus 18. I think they're better than a lot of analytics sites are giving them credit for because they lost everybody, but it's kind of like a total roster overhaul in year two for Matt Figger. Pretty good coach. I think the Juco guys are a little better than expected, and the one returner they do have is like by far their best player from last season. So I think they'll compete. I don't love Kansas State. as a big favorite trying to sort things out without Nigel Pack. Kante Johnson is awesome, but Give me the give me Rio Grande Valley to cover that uh, relatively large spread on the road. And they've taken a lot of money in the market. They were like 21 and a half, 22 at open. So next up, kicking it over to Matthew.
0: Yeah, Jim took mine. Go back heroes. But uh, I'm going for the very, very, very last game of the slate tonight. All the way out west, up in Oregon. Pacific Northwest tips off at 11 Eastern. They're hosting Tulsa. And for some reason, Kai, they're favored. Oregon State should be favorite to anyone this season. So I'm taking Tulsa Fair plus home. three.
2: <laughs> they should be favored against Tulsa, right? They should
0: not. No, they should not. <laughs> so you're Tulsa, are... under new coach Eric Conkle, uh, coaching yeah. upgrade, if I might say so myself. The roster's not so terrible. <laughs> I think they have the best player on the floor, and it's the first game of the year, so why should Oregon State's home be anything crazy? I don't know. I, I, Tulsa plus three, best bet.
2: I hear Corvallis is very nice this time of year.
0: It is. Yeah, Fall, lovely, lovely. the leaves. Yeah, it's very nice. All
2: right, my best bet, guys, is Florida, minus 24 and a half, Uh, Stony Brook several injury questions we already know Aaron Clark chief among them he's out indefinitely as reported Dean Knoll they're one of their uh, projected starters towards ACL before the season started a lot of injury questions against a Gator defense that I think is going to be elite 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 this season potentially top 15 good Stony Brook's gonna have a lot of trouble scoring the athletes Jim here they're just in different class so minus 24 and a half at Bet Rivers I'll take the Gators also like the under on that one. I yeah. I almost made the under my best bet.
1: Heck, you know what? We'll make it two. I do it best bets. I'm gonna do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't resist an under the Undertaker in the first first uh, show of the year. So I'll join you, Kai, on that one under 143 and a half. Second best bet to join UT Rio Grande Valley. All right, that's it. We're answering a couple extra questions in the chat via via typing. Um, if we missed a couple, so send them there and we'll try to answer them. But that's it for today. Believe we're back tomorrow, right, fellas, for the eight game slate. It'll be a much
2: shorter show. We'll hit every single game. Guaranteed. Yes,
1: Yes, we will. That's a that's a weave guarantee. Mm -hmm. Thank you again to Bet Rivers. Thank you to Field of Sixty Eight. It's good to be back, fellas. Let's enjoy the 125 more games that are still to tip on today's slate.